0: Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Leader Project. Me and Cody Harmon here, and we're gonna have a chat just about some leadership stuff that we've been picking up, that we're loving, and that we're learning, man. And um, it's the almost the end of summer. Yes. Which is
1: great. No. Yes. You shut your mouth. My background on my phone is well, my other background is mountains because I feel like if I look at it, I'll feel colder. It hasn't worked yet, but I think this is I'm why so we're
0: friends there. because I feel the same way about the beach, you know, like we're yeah. so opposite. Gosh, I hate the beach. Dude, I literally have dreams where I'm just laying in sand.
1: I, I fought Mary on where our honeymoon was going to be. Cause I was like, I don't want to go to the beach. Like I want to enjoy hanging out for a Man, week.
0: All this time. I, I thought you were saved and turns out, I guess not. Just... <laughs> so uh favorite thing you've done all summer. Yeah.
1: I, dude, I honestly don't, I mean, well, I, it's, this has been a good summer. Cause like, i mean me and marriage got to spend time together and stuff like that so we've gone to just a couple like overnight trips and um atlanta united game definitely a highlight of the summer that was one of the most like fun experiences i've ever had i still have to get Um, out there it dude it was literally life-changing um not really but it was really fun but yeah so just a couple random trips and stuff what about you
0: uh i went to israel
1: that was pretty awesome
0: had a little two-week vacation time and Got to go out there and backpack it, so we did everything nice. we could. We went to Tel Aviv and nice. surfed a little bit, and then went to Jerusalem and saw the holy sites, went to the Sea of Galilee, and then we went to Jordan and lived in the desert for a few days with like Bedouin people. Like intense Awesome. And it was awesome. That's awesome. Like, really snowboarded cool. down sand dunes. That's really cool. Live the real life. So yeah. it it was amazing, and It was yeah. Really, really cool. I yeah. grew it was a perfect mix of like rest but also Yeah, you know, grew spiritually to see so much of what I read about in scripture. Yeah. And it gave me such like a mental image of what yeah. I read. So yeah, for sure. if for nothing else, you know, I'm for reading sure. about spots that now I can see it, yeah. you know, in front yeah. of me. So well, that was really to, cool.
1: I stayed at Airbnb in Chattanooga. So it's kind of the same. Isn't <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's pretty awesome.
0: Did you, have you seen any good movies this summer?
1: Um, yes. I've also seen bad movies. I'll give you my bad movie first. <laughs> okay, Cause I'm, perfect. me and Mary are like the only people that we've met that didn't like this, did not like Spider-Man Homecoming. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you even care about superhero movies. I hate
0: all superhero movies. Okay,
1: well, so I would agree with you <laughs> with this one. Um, I normally love superhero movies. like They're just like fun, like whatever. Obviously, not going to win an Oscar. But this one, like, it's one of those movies that we went in at noon. And I, when we left, I was like, it's got to be like 6 o'clock. And it was like 1.30. Um, so it was not a fan. But Baby Driver... Is one of Incredible. the best movies I've ever seen. Yes. Like,
0: especially if you live in Atlanta, because you yeah. get to see well, he's, every place you've ever been in this yeah, movie.
1: Exactly. Like, he was in a car chase at the very beginning of the movie, and I was like, "Man, that's the way I went to Braves games when I was seven years
0: old." Like, it now, was that, like now that is so one fun. thing I did have a problem with, though, is he's yeah. flying down seventy-five. Which is if never you've happened. ever driven down seventy-five, <laughs> you are not going over no. sixty miles no. an hour because unless it's like
1: two o'clock in the morning.
0: Right. Other than
1: that, 75 right. is a but parking rush, lot.
0: quote unquote, hour yeah. here lasts for about five hours. Yeah. So he had to really be good with his timing on those robberies. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, it's a good thing that they shut down the <laughs> interstate to film that movie. Yes. Because otherwise that would never happen. But I would that's say Baby awesome. Driver is easily the best movie I've seen this summer. Yeah. So And
0: we just went to see uh, Annabelle we Creation. We did. And uh, listen, if you don't we like did. scary movies or if you think that anything that has that theme is just... Evil. That's fine. Yeah. Stay away from it. More for the rest of us, yeah. right? Yeah, I haven't exactly. seen in front of me, but exactly. <laughs> I I love scary movies so much. So, um, it was actually really great. It's it hard to find a good scary movie because they all ruin it at the They're end. They're so bad like, normally. They I.
1: I think that anybody that's going to direct a scary movie needs to take a class specifically on how to just like wrap
0: something up and like, like how to
1: end it because they always end terribly. And then the rest of the movie is
0: ruined. I like it. Um, We should have a whole episode just on that. We should, you know, I'm sure our listeners don't agree. We should (laughs) do. Like, can we We get to real content here?
1: (laughs) We should just do a bonus movie review episode
0: done i think it may be a different I think podcast saying
1: done on the podcast might be a little like premature because yeah it's not like, actually we, gonna happen we just did that episode out. don't expect that it to might, take place it might well we'll see we'll i'll at least out live later. tweet about it we'll live tweet <laughs> the awesome. leader project during jigsaw there we go done. There's another, there you go and a, it
0: coming out yes i'm so excited uh, for it listen, it's gonna be a great year for scary movies this so. has been a
1: pretty good year for movies overall true. i think yeah pretty decent year
0: yeah Okay, so, anyways, getting to uh, things that you actually want to hear us talk about, um, or maybe you don't. I don't know. Um, we so recently, um, all my friends know this to a fault. I am a big fan of the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast, yes. and so I've been listening to that lately. And you know, you know, sometimes in life, like certain things that you're reading or you're hearing just lines up so perfectly with the season that you're in. Mm-hmm. And you know, for me, I just really believe that that was kind of God speaking to me because. The, the couple episodes that he released called Do What Only You Can Do. Um, you can find this podcast um, the same ways you find ours on iTunes. Yeah. Um, you can just type in Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast. But um, it, Do What Only You Can Do, he's talking about what it looks like as leaders um, as your organization grows to really delegate and to help bring others alongside you, equip them to do things, and to get some things off your plate. Mm-hmm. And you know at first sound that almost sounds like well you're just getting other people to do things for you Mm -hmm. but really the problem i think i was starting to encounter was because i am the leader or whatever and because i feel like i'm adequate at a lot of things Mm -hmm. i just try and do it all on my own yeah and i kind of think you know even somewhere deep down well if it's got to be done right i guess i have to do it yeah and before long not only are you burned out Mm -hmm. but you're doing a lot of things that one, you probably shouldn't be doing, but two, you're probably not good yeah. at a lot of those yeah. things. Yeah. And, uh, so that's kind of what I've realized. I don't know. Cause have you kind of felt that at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Cause I think, um, I think especially to just kind of being young leaders and we've talked about this, I brought this up several times on the podcast, but there's kind of this, I think there's a need almost that we may even just put on ourselves that isn't necessarily like there that we have to prove ourselves like as yeah. young leaders. And so the easiest way to prove yourself is to have a whole list of stuff and just get it done. Cause mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's quantifiable. You can say I had 10 things to do today and I did all 10 things. Yeah. So then you look like you're, you're doing a lot and you may be doing a lot of stuff, but are you actually being productive? Cause those are two very different things.
0: Exactly. Um, Cause he, he talks about in this podcast that there's this myth when it comes to leadership. And the myth is Mm -hmm. that leaders are good at everything, right? Because we see what they're doing and we think, man, they have no weaknesses. They only have strengths. And yet we know that's not the case Mm -hmm. with us. And so if there are some things that we're really great at, Mm -hmm. that is, you know, our strength and our shining point, then that's where we need to focus on Mm -hmm. those few things that are actually going to make the biggest difference.
1: Yeah. And that's the only thing too, is it, even if you don't know what you're good at and what you're bad at, the people around you know what you're good at and what you're yeah. bad at based on how things go. So if you walk, and I've seen leaders do this where like they walk into a meeting, the there's a group that's really good at a certain thing. They have this whole thing planned. Then that leader says, no, we we need to do it this way. And then you're forcing people one to do things that they're not good at because they don't have your strengths and you're not going to get what you expected because you're trying to change up everything and you're, you're, you're over controlling a situation. So yeah. if you're not good at everything, it's just the logical thing to bring somebody on your team that is good at those things. Um, right. and so I think that's just, that makes the most sense. But I think because of the stigma of, well, you're the leader, you should be good at all of this. That mm-hmm. I think that holds us back a lot of times of yeah. giving that up to
0: people. Yeah, he even said at one point, and this was like such an awesome quote, he said that if you have your hand in everything in mm-hmm. your organization, then you will become the lid of yeah. your organization. Yeah. In other words, like if you have weaknesses, mm-hmm. then your organization will begin to reflect those mm-hmm when if you bring other people on who have strengths in those areas yeah and now your organization doesn't reflect your weaknesses. Yeah, it'll reflect your strengths and their strengths yeah. collectively. Yeah, and I think that's the the biggest point of this and why I think this is so important. Mm. It isn't just about getting things off your plate. Yeah, this is so much right. about equipping other people and mm. helping them do mm. that. And I think the reason leaders don't do this often enough is because let's be honest, training up people is hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's frustrating. It's time consuming. It takes a it lot of time. Yeah. and. It is not easy, mm-hmm. but I think that if we really want the best for others and we want the best for organization, mm-hmm. then we need to do what we're called to do as leaders and take that time mm-hmm. and deal with that frustration yeah. because we want to see other people grow and really lead in, in areas that they can lead better in than, than we can, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, I'm just thinking of a quote too from, uh, from, I've seen from Lifeway Leadership that says, your legacy likely won't be something you do, but someone that you develop. Um, and even just looking at, if you look at the best leaders, just in corporate world and nonprofits, and even just the people that have had the biggest impact on on your life, just in, in your own personal sphere, uh, the leaders that have had the biggest impact are the ones that, that aren't worried about like a product or worried about doing all these certain things. They're worried about you and mm-hmm. they're worried about developing you and coaching you up. And um, and as people pour into us, we can pour into other people and help yeah. develop other people. And it's just, it, it just multiplies from there. And so yeah. uh, when we're more focused on that, we're gonna see them develop, and then we're going to see organization strengthen. We're going to see the quality of everything go up because people have freedom to do what they're good at.
0: Yeah, I have uh, an incredible example of this. Um, Just this past week, we have an awesome leader on our team. I'll call her Katie because that's her name. But uh, (laughs) she, we were trying to plan this big after party for our students. And uh, so it's on top of our service, what we've already been doing. Mm. We're going to essentially tag on another event to the big event that we do every year. So it's our big kickoff. And I say, man, I just had this idea for this after party. Mm. And um, I kind of say, Katie, would you sort of run with this? Could you just kind of handle this after party? Mm. And the first thing she says is, okay, totally. And she starts to think, okay who's good at some of these things mm. she says you know i don't know if i'm that great at um you know decoration or mm. or you know the environmental kind of stuff but i know another girl on our team that is yeah. i'm gonna go grab her i'm gonna pull her in on this yeah and uh katie developed this leadership team out of nowhere of like yeah. five or six of these other ladies on our team and she went out and they absolutely crushed it That's awesome. i mean it was awesome. amazing way better than if i had mm. just said let me try and put together this event. Way, way better if she had just said, let me just pull off this event on my own. But she instinctively said, let me get a team of people, Mm. let me cover my weaknesses, and then we're going to together accomplish way more than we ever could alone. And at the end of the day too, she wasn't as stressed trying to pull it all off. She got to sit back and Mm. all of them at the end of the day said, I mean, look what we got to accomplish. And it allowed, it brought some people in on the process. Yeah. People who otherwise wouldn't have known there was an opportunity yeah. would have been sitting at home with their gifts of environment and decoration mm. and yet they got to come and play a role. Yeah. And I think that's a huge part of it too, inviting yeah. people in yeah. to the process.
1: Yeah, I saw pictures that you posted that on Instagram and it looked incredible. Like, And that's, you weren't stressed about it she wasn't stressed about it the other ladies involved helping weren't stressed about it and that's just an awesome picture of katie doesn't have to be good at all of those things like pick other people out that are good at those things you do what you're good at and then Things are still going to get done. It's still going to look great, and then people get to use, actually use their gifts to accomplish that stuff. So that's that's huge.
0: Absolutely, that's awesome. So one of the things um, I wanted us to do in this podcast, and so if you're listening, I think this is going to be super helpful for Mm -hmm. you. It's it was really really helpful for me listening. Um, Andy at the end of this, I don't just want to recap his podcast, but at the end of it, he gives these five questions. They're just really practical. Um, things that people listening as leaders, mm. if you can walk through these questions, it's going to help you figure out, man, what are my strengths? Mm. And how do I kind of start to delegate some of these things? Yeah. And um, so as I was listening to these questions, I started writing them down. Yeah. I was like, man, I need to sit and think on these. Mm. And so I thought it'd be fun not just to give our listeners these five questions, yeah. but kind of on the spot, let's sort of work out some mm. of the things that, that he was asking. Yeah. And uh, I'd like for you know me and Cody just to, answer some of these. Yeah. And uh, the cool thing is, Cody doesn't even know these questions yet. So <laughs> I, I told him, I'm gonna throw you on the spot. <laughs> I'm gonna just ask these. And because uh, I think that's you know Andy's hope in giving us yeah. these is that we kind of walk through them. And I think you should find other people in your life mm. that you can walk through these questions with. Yeah. This may be a rabbit trail, but you know this yeah. is why I value so much uh, Cody's friendship and, and other people in our community that I can sit down with and go, okay, here are the questions I'm mm. trying to work through Would you help me in that? Yeah. And so we're gonna kind of just do that together right here um, on the podcast. And uh, so we'll just kind of walk through these five. I don't know if this will be helpful to you, but um, here's the first one. If you're listening and write these down and think through them on your own. But he says, what do you do that is almost effortless to you, but seems like a really daunting task to others? So in other words, what is that one thing that just seems to come easy? You just do it and go, I don't know, it just happens. But other people go, man, how do you do that?
1: Yeah that's such a tough i feel like all of these are going to be tough though because it's one of those things where <coughs> it's easier i think for other people to see things that we're good at that we may hmm. not like really see i think something that and i and i don't mean any of these as like oh, i think i'm awesome with this like i'm great you know what i mean because if anything that's a flaw that also needs to be like worked on but something that i think is has come up just in like coaching meetings with my boss and things that have just been affirmed it just just trying to pull people together and then go towards one vision. Hmm. Um, And I think that that's something that just kind of comes with, I mean, we've, we both interned together several, several years ago uh, and just being around other leaders that were really good at that. And I think that that's something that I picked up from them that now to Hmm. me just kind of seems like the obvious thing to do. Uh, Whereas other people that may not have had the same experiences that may not be just a second nature, just because maybe they didn't see it. Maybe they haven't been around leaders that did that well. Yeah. So I think that I was just kind of put in a position where I was around leaders that said, Hey, this is what this ministry, this business, like this vision is like, this is what we're striving for. Let's work towards that goal. Yeah. And so I think just getting to lead with people like that and lead un- or, or serve under people like that. And then now getting to, to lead a team myself, um, is something that, that I guess is kind of is fairly easy. Yeah, and just just because of those yeah. experiences. Yeah, and
0: I like that you mentioned sometimes other people can notice these things. because yeah. I think that's how you can maybe figure this out yeah. is sometimes it takes someone else affirming that in you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for example, I recently, um, went to this camp in Pennsylvania, yeah. um, with a good friend of ours, Ken Kington. Yeah. He's been on the podcast, yeah. um, an amazing speaker, mm-hmm. an amazing comedian, communicator. Yeah. And, uh, he does just these a great guy. Call, uh, he's right? awesome. <laughs> and he does these youth conferences. And so he, he brought me with him to Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and I got to speak, uh, several of the nights to, yeah. you know, the group of middle schoolers. And what was so cool is, you know, I just kind of naturally, I sort of can kind of read an audience and um, I can pull in pieces of the day and our shared experience. And when I set up the first night, I really want to bring in the environment of camp and talk. I shared a story of when I went to camp. And to me, that was just sort of natural Mm -hmm. again, not to sound like, oh, you know, I'm great at that. But to me, it was sort of natural, but I didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. And then Ken talked to me after and he said, you do some things that communicators mm. don't normally do. Yeah. And that's a strength of yours, that you can kind yeah. of see those things and you get where an audience is at and you put mm. it together. And uh, I realized even at our kickoff we just did, mm. I gave the whole message really with the audience in mind of what am I, like the new, because we had so many new students. And mm. I'm thinking, man, they're going, where am I? Yeah. Like what is yeah. going on? We just yeah. had the, this crazy celebration. We did this game before ping pong balls fell from the ceiling. like <laughs> so. And, and there, there are kids in the room going, where am I? And is this church? (laughs) Like, did I show up to the right place? And so I gave the whole message really with them in mind and said, mm. you know, you guys are thinking, where am I, <laughs> right? And, yeah. and what is all of this church stuff about? Yeah. And talk to that. And I think it was just something that I've realized that to me that seems effortless because mm. I just sort of see it. Um, but I always have people go, man, that was so cool how you connected that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, again, then it's, it's, these feel really weird answering because right. it's like, what are you good at? <laughs> right. But I think that's that's what leaders, if you're listening, you need to sit down and do. What's mm. something that you just think Oh, actually, that comes really easy because it's going to yeah. be different for everyone. Yeah. Um, but you might be able to point it out in, in someone who says, mm-hmm. "Man, how do you do that?" Yeah. You know, that's incredible. Like yeah. for a good example, our um, our administrative uh, secretary of our church, mm. uh, she just handles everything. I mean, I could never do her job. Yeah because she keeps things in track she keeps things mm. perfectly organized and it's like any fire is put out before it becomes one like yeah. she just is on top of it and uh man i really just look at her job and go there is there's no way how do yeah. you literally Pretty how well. do you do that yeah and so i think that when you have someone telling you that how do you do that mm. that might be a sweet spot
1: yeah for and on the flip side too i think that that's huge for leaders to think about like how are you encouraging the people around you whether they're whether you are leading them or you are being led by them, like Mm -hmm. that's huge for us to point out on other people. Like you're really good at this because the same way that that helps us see that we can also help other people around us see those things too. So, uh, but for us to lead well, we need to know what we're good at because otherwise you may end up unintentionally trying to put your hand in everything when you're not really good at those in the first place. So that's, that's that's super important.
0: Yeah. So the second question is kind of similar, but what Mm -hmm. areas do others consider you an expert in? I thought this was kind of interesting because I hadn't really thought of this one before. Yeah. But he said a way to tell is: do people ever come to you for something? Yeah. They walk in your door yeah. and say, "Hey, would you come to this meeting?" Or yeah. would you put your input in on this? Yeah. Is there anything that like sticks out? It's, it's something like that.
1: Well, something that something that happened the other day. We uh, we're getting ready for for an event this fall that we're doing. It's like the only event we do in the fall for student ministry. And we have a new student ministry assistant on our team. So she just started a couple months ago. Um, and so she, which is another thing that's perfect for this, is that she's phenomenal with admin stuff, graphics, all that stuff. Yeah. And me and my boss aren't necessarily. So she's brought that on. And then we, she was working through some promotional material and things like that and uh, needed a quick like blurb or whatever you want to call it. A quick description of what that weekend is about and what this event is all about. And we were working through that stuff and just trying to think through. And she was like, Yeah, you're really good at these things. Like, can, like, what, like, what can we say for this? And so that was encouraging to me because I was like, I thought this was just like, just an easy kind of thing. You just do a description, like, whatever. Um, But from, from that, like that was just encouraging to me because even seeing somebody that I respect is like, you're great at making things look good. For To have somebody that I think does that really well to come and ask me about like, how can we do this description really well? I was like, right. oh, dang. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? So, and that, that, so that's that was the, encouraging. Yeah.
0: And um, that's the thing too. Don't discount – some of these comments yeah. because they may seem just small to you mm. but that's why we're asking these because yeah. chances are they may be a bigger deal than you think yeah. like um uh, one, of, one of our pastors always comes to me to proofread his memos or his messages yeah. right yeah and um you know at first i was just like okay yeah and just proofread yeah. it but after a while i started thinking i mean there's there's a reason why mm. he's asking that. Yeah. And maybe that's a strength of mine that I need to yeah. dig into and look into. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great one. So what areas um, do you, uh, do others consider you an expert in? And so the third one, this one's an interesting one. Mm. What energizes you? Mm. What is a part of your job that just fills you up? Like you are so ramped up mm. after it.
1: I think a big one for me is, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of parts of my job that energize me, which I think is a good thing. I think that there shouldn't be a ton of things that, that drag you down. But I think a big one for me is is kind of the dreaming and the planning stage of mm. stuff, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like whether that's an event or we restructured some stuff this year of how we we do student ministry. So I think the idea of saying this is where we're at right now, this is where we want to be at the end of this school year. How mm. do we get there? And dreaming yeah. of those different ideas because that looks a lot of different ways. Um. That that doesn't have to be one thing. So I think the the dreaming and the planning and. Pulling teams together, that—that that, that whole idea—that—that um, that really excites me. Of, you know, we're working towards change, and we've got—we've got our whole team working towards one common vision. Yeah, um, is is super exciting to me.
0: That's awesome. So yeah, I think you know we need to think about that. I mean, what are those things like? If there is a meeting that you walk out of just mm. excited and ready to go, what, yeah. what pieces of that meeting yeah. were exciting? You yeah. know, what things really um, got you stoked? So what energizes you is the third question. Uh, the fourth one, uh, kind of the opposite end, what do you wish you could stop doing? <laughs> and he says a couple times in the podcast that he knows this is somewhat of an idealistic yeah. thing because none of yeah. us are ever going to be at a spot where it's like, we can do nothing that we don't want to do and yeah. everything we love. Yeah. There are going to be pieces that right. you always have to do, um, right. but how can we begin to focus on those and mm. continually move toward where our strengths lie and then mm. equipping others who may be, have a strength in our weaknesses? So that caveat comes with a question, yeah. Um, yeah. but what, what would you say you want to stop doing if you could?
1: I used to think like in high school and starting college, I used to think that my brain was more admin, like planning, like details. And I think that I do think about details, but not in an admin sense. I think of mm-hmm. like in a, a, event or like structure sense. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but admin stuff, dude, like, blah, like it's one of those things I'm not good at it. And so it makes yeah. me angry. Cause I just want to be like, yeah. I just want to be able to do it. And like, I'm just not very good at it, which again, our, our student ministry assistant, Jessica is great at that. So yeah. me and John are like, bro, we can't get anything done. Cause we don't have like a process for, for like paperwork or for like whatever, you yeah. know? And so me and him are both like trying to come up with ideas and then like processes get bogged down or whatever. And Jessica's very like, okay, what do we need? When does this need to be done by? Like what, like all that stuff. And so, yeah. um, so that's been huge. But that, if I just never had to do like admin stuff again, <laughs> yeah. I like, That'd be great. Yeah, that's awesome. um,
0: Mine sounds really terrible for a pastor to say. Um, But I just realized something that does, um, it just doesn't quite energize me. It's not mm -hmm. that I don't like doing it. Yeah. Well, maybe it is. (laughs) But um, I just realized early on, I've always been this way, though. I just hate talking on the phone. Dude. Man, I hate it. Yes. And it's one of those things I started to realize that, if I have a ton of phone meetings mm-hmm. or a lot of people I have to have a touch point with or check up with or calling new students, calling parents, calling, um, I just, at the end of my day, I feel so drained. Yep. I feel so exhausted. Yep. And honestly, I'm like, did I even do a good job on any of those phone calls? Yeah. Did I encourage people? Well, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, so it's, again, it sounds weird now. I used to think, well, I just shouldn't be bad at that. I should just get better and that's it. Um, But what's really cool is, you know, we have an intern and uh, his name's Taylor and he is just one of those guys that he can talk to anyone about anything and it goes amazing. People love him. He just has that energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I noticed this, he would actually ask, Hey, can I call them? Can I, can I have that conversation? And I'm going, well, Heck sure, yeah. Yeah, please, <laughs> please do, you know, it's not that I don't want to, but I just realized that's something yeah. that doesn't energize me yeah. and it's something that one, energizes him, and two, he's amazing at. Mm-hmm. People will feel much more connected and much more loved on if he's on the phone yeah. um, than if my exhausted brain's on the phone. Yeah. And so um, he's been doing a lot more of that for me, mm-hmm. and that's not just to get that off my plate, but it's yeah. it's really to help our organization, yeah. and it's an amazing strength that he has yeah. um, that I think brings a lot to the table. So. Yeah.
1: I want to change my answer. I picked that too. I didn't think about, I didn't think about phone calls.
0: So there you go. So find someone who, who says that. Can I call them? That's a, that is a blessing to our ears. For real. Um, Okay. So that was the fourth one. What do you wish you could stop doing? And uh, here's the last one. Um, What um, in your organization are you drawn to? And then what things are you avoiding? Like what, and he he asked this and I thought it was really good. What kind of meetings do you say, man, I wish I was in that meeting. Mm -hmm. And then what meetings do you go, do I have to be in this meeting? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, dude, this, and this is something else too, that as, as a pastor, th- like sometimes this does give me, give me energy, but there, there's just a lot of conversations where people are, are coming with, um, with some brokenness with, with issues and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, maybe I don't feel equipped to talk to somebody about something or, or whatever that looks like. Um, I mm-hmm. think that that's one that, and my personality too, I I can, dude. I can do like shallow conversations like all day long. And then when it's time to get like deep with somebody, there's it's very few people that I can really get deep with. Um, and so that's something too that I'm just learning. Just in myself of how I how I lead and my strengths and everything.
0: Yeah, and um, I like. things said so too. There's some things you're just you don't feel equipped to talk into. Yeah, and that's yeah. okay. And again, yeah. I think that's the problem that yeah. we think as leaders that we have to mm-hmm. be the one in the parenting counseling session. And then yeah. it's like I'm not a parent. I can't. Yeah. I can take, barely take yeah. care of Bradley, so I can't imagine. <laughs> you know, like. And yeah. so I think that's part of it, man. Learning if those are things that I'm avoiding because mm-hmm. I'm who is equipped for that. Who is equipped for yeah. that? Who? Who can maybe make up for some of my weakness in those yeah. areas? I like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are kind of the five questions. Um, again, I'll just recap those if you're listening and are writing those down. But the first one was, what do you do that is almost effortless to you, but seems like a big daunting task to someone else? And uh, number two is, in what arenas do others consider you an expert in? Uh, three was what energizes you Four is what do you wish you could stop doing and five is what in your organization are you drawn to and then what things do you tend to avoid Mm. Um, so then write those down process with them find someone else to process um, through those with and uh, and I I just really think that it it is a mark of a good leader when you Mm. say I'm okay here are some of my weaknesses and who can I help equip that is really good at that And I think you start doing that. Not only are you multiplying, like you said, and you're raising mm-hmm. up other leaders, but your organization is going to be better yeah. and you're going to be better. Yeah. You know, your, your yeah. health, the pace that you go at. Um, so I just want to say thanks to you know Andy Stanley for, yeah. for wrecking my world with that and uh, hope us kind of processing through these questions with you mm. helped in some way or maybe sparked something as you were listening. And I mean, guys, we're just excited for all that you're doing out there and all the mm. spheres that you're leading in. Yeah. And um, doing and things we that we're not you. good at. <laughs> Amen. There it is. <laughs> Um, man we just love you guys and so hope you're enjoying these we have some amazing leaders we've actually like piled up the interviews for the rest of this year and guys I'm telling you like these interviews are next level Mm -hmm. leaders doing some incredible things and everyone has something huge to take away from it Mm -hmm. so I'm excited for the ones to come Uh, we'll keep checking in on these every other episode as well Uh, we love you guys we hope you have a great week and we'll see you soon